And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 151 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy. How are we all doing this week? I'm doing. Yeah, of of little... the weeks I've had lately, this has not been a terrible one. Mazel tov. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work, but can't complain too much about it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I finally have a dining table. Hey, nice. nice. Yeah, which is to say I finally unpacked or moved to closets the stuff sitting where I needed to put a dining table. So I bought a <laughs> dining table to put there. That's like two good things in one yeah now now you can now you can dine and stop being hungry all the time (laughs) yes yeah i'm I'm looking forward to eating for the first time since i moved here Uh, okay, well, we should talk about comics. We yes. should talk about comics. Let's do There's that. There's limited comedic potential in dining tables, as it turns out. That's probably Buffy. true. Buffy, the vampire slayer, number three. Buffy gets a pet. She does get a pet. For a second. <laughs> she does get a pet. Um, Yeah, wow. Um, I don't know what to say about this pet. That was uh, <laughs> Anya. Anya. Anya gave her a very interesting pet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is this pet, Brian? Uh, it's a big, large demon something it's, it's a big ass vampire slaying va- yeah yeah fair enough it looks it looks like man bat in his full bat form i guess mm. is the best but maybe a little beefier yeah, yeah a little bigger a little be oh you know oh no you know who it looks like it looks like goliath that's exactly wow, what if alex just said anybody yeah. said that 20 <laughs> seconds ago <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Thanks for paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> My secret is I never pay attention. No, we know that. We it's know. not a secret. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really love uh, this book, and it, it takes all the characters in, in really fun new directions, but I don't necessarily love this Cordy. I liked Cordy all bright and sunny in two, and now she seems suddenly very disenchanted, and that makes me sad. Well, I see, I like it because it's like her transformation into the Cordy we all know and love. Yeah, this is much <laughs> more TV show Cordy. That's why, I, which I mentioned last time. I, I was with Alex, I actually kind of liked the new direction they took her last time, Yeah, and I thought that could have been fun stuff, but this this takes her closer back to what her yeah. character was. Yeah. yeah. But Which, I do love that she's a big, strong warrior bitch, though. That was great. I, I get that this is bringing her more in line, but like in a world where everyone seems pretty jaded and cynical, I, I kind of liked her being earnest and wanted to see more of that. You, you know whose who's character I'm really liking in this new one? Because he's completely non-phased by anything. Billy. Oh, I mean Spike. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> uh. Doesn't she? Doesn't Drusella call him Billy at some point? Yeah, yeah. and makes yeah. the joke about how that barely even played in the nineties. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He he is very like he's. There's one thing that shocks him, and it only shocks him for like a panel, and then yeah. he's like back to yeah. in right. control. Yeah, I'm very pro Giles, which I don't think surprises anyone. No, <laughs> not <laughs> at all. No. Nope. I mean, there's not a lot of Willow in this one. There wasn't even a thirsty Willow variant for this one, so. <laughs> I'm just no, gonna have to enjoy a, Giles. Yeah, this was a thirsty charisma carpenter variant. Yes, Cordelia. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> it's that's the actress who played Cordy. Yes. I gather. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, so much fun. It, it, it is fun. Um, it seems like there's just a lot of random happening. There doesn't seem to be much in the way of setup or moving something forward. Or, I mean, there is, I guess, a little bit, but it seems pretty slapdash. So you mean it's early seasons Monster of the Week Buffy? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You I mean, mean it's, it's taking things slowly to introduce all these characters who everybody knows to the one of us who's never re- watched any Buffy but is reading this book yes okay i'll give you that <laughs> i assume <laughs> i assume i'm in a minority on this yeah. yes like, I, probably yeah yeah my favorite part of this particular issue was 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 buffy being astounded by giles playing the guitar i know and here's handing this it back part. to him <laughs> yeah, here's this part whatever it is it's like the neck of the guitar <laughs> 
That was so good. Uh, I love it. I really, really hoped someone would slip in a but don't fret line. (laughs) Wow. That would have been Xander for the record if it had happened. Well, and Xander wasn't there yet, so there you go. Well, I guess this is why we share two-thirds of a name. Yep. There you go. Calamity Kate, number one. Yeah, new Mags book. Hunting monsters. (laughs) Yeah. I dug this. Oh, so from Monster Hunter to Monster Hunter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. I dug this. Um, I don't know if there's any one who so consistently like knocks out these new creator-owned series like Pags does. I keep waiting for there be to be one where I'm like, well, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it is better than that. <laughs> What did you think, Jen? Um, I I love reading Kate, but if I were her friend, I would have already killed her. Oh yeah, definitely. Like like so dead. She would be so dead. So mm-hmm. so dead. Oh my god. So what is what is the what is the elevator pitch for this book? Hot Woman mess fights monsters? and kills monsters. Yes. Okay. Do you want do you want that one at a time now, Brian? <laughs> So she's hot. She's a no. mess. <laughs> Hold on. Hot mess. I'm not making an appearance judgment here. You said you said one I'm, at a time. I, I was taking them one at a time. <laughs> I mean, he does have you there. <laughs> he does. He does. Brian busted me. Let me take a drink. Not because of rules, but... Yeah. because I feel like I need to after that. <laughs> you need Fair a salve. Enough. I feel like I need to, too. <laughs> yeah, well, yours is celebratory. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's really it. Like, she is kind of made a mess of her life and is putting it back together by fighting monsters and, like, just destroying her friend's living room and house oh. and kitchen and just everything. Daughter. Like, at one point you see the, the friend's daughter, like, playing with bones and swords and she's, like, drawing tattoos on her arm like yes. Kate and... oh <laughs> Yeah, that's it's very adorable, though. But it reminds me of something we've said before. I think it was way back in the first Kim and Kim I mentioned this. Like, one of the things Mags does really well, and she does it here, is, like, gives you just a little bit of the action and a little bit of the fight scene, but doesn't make right. it about that. It's about yeah. what happens around it, and it's about everything else, and that's just kind of, like, you get just enough for character work to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. enough to, to appreciate that it happens happened yeah like to see that okay kate is actually legitimately good at this thing she's doing it's not like she's a failure at being a person and being a monster hunter (laughs) right but but the more interesting parts are the results of it and the aftermath and the fallout and the yeah right yeah okay yeah and at the end of this like we meet her rival to be queen of the monster hunters and they're both going after these like top tier monsters from which all other monsters are born yeah monster mama basically the mamas and the papas Oh, <laughs> all right then. It's very good, good book. Calamity it's so fun. All right. The Batman Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, number yeah, this, one. This one was not laughable. This was very grim. Mm. Sorry, that was that was, that was was really off. Like, I, I didn't even appreciate that one. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink again, actually, after that one. <laughs> um, this is, for the most part, essentially the origin of The Grim Knight. Uh, it's the origin. That's but half it's also, of it. Yeah, say, yeah. yeah. Say, it's also very much like the, the story of the one person who bested him, the one person who could take him down. Which was freaking amazing, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So we, we'd learned in an earlier issue that like basically this was the punisher batman when he when joe chill killed his parents he dropped the gun and young bruce picked it up and killed joe chill and like has used guns ever since Mm. and he's used basically any means necessary the joker never existed because he killed him while he was still red hood leader yeah Um, they're like like he talks about how lots of the quote villains that are in batman's world like never really came to be yeah yeah so instead of one of them as Bruce's nemesis if there are no villains to fight him and take him down as he's murdering his way through Gotham do you know who that leaves Jin? A hero? Who would take down a murderous vigilante in Gotham? Who helps Batman do it? Who was Batman for a little while? Jim Gordon. Oh okay. Commissioner Gordon. I'm like there's been a lot of people who've been Batman for a little while. Yeah that was that was not a good yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, okay. so Gordon is the head of the Gotham Police. Like, to be fair, he, I should have said who Scott Snyder wrote as Batman for a little while. That yeah, would have been the more helpful. Yes, that Although, would have gotten me there instantly. Dick still would have been on the table. He actually wrote Dick before he wrote Bruce, I think. But, neither here nor there. Well, I would have gotten to Gordon first. So. Yeah. so so Gordon creates a bat signal literally just to lure Batman in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Well, the Batman, the Grim Knight Batman. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, like so much of this is the Bugs and Daffy game between them that is just like, no, I got you. No, aha, I have you. No, ha ha ha, I have you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like just insane one-upsmanship. <laughs> and so nice. the Grim Knight has kidnapped the Jim Gordon of Earth Zero. Earth Zero. And like is trying to make him take responsibility almost like projecting onto him what his Jim Gordon did, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the Batman who laughs doesn't let him kill him because he's got bigger plans. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Catwoman. And, oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, and it specifically says at the end of this that this leads directly into the Batman who laughs number four. So if you're reading that, you should pick this up as a corollary. Yeah. yeah. It's less a one yeah. shot and more like an aside. Supplemental reading yes. material. It is aside a, is a great word for it. It's an interlude. Yeah. Is the Batman who laughs interlude. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Catwoman number nine. <laughs> the This one is a one-shot heist story written by Rom V, who does these Savage Shores and has done some other cool stuff lately. It's the two-step cha-cha-cha. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is very much a, like, heist Heist book is the right way to describe it. It's an Ocean's Eleven type story of, of a plan and what happens, and then you see kind of what, you kind of see one perspective of it at, at the beginning, and then you kind of go back and get the explanation of how that perspective arrives right yeah but yeah, i actually really a lot of fun i really like the way this one is structured because instead yeah. of doing kind of the typical here's the setup here's the plan here's the heist and how it goes wrong yep it's actually here's the setup here's the heist going like clockwork here's mm-hmm. the you know how we pulled it off twist like yeah you know, right the, yep. the little bit of the plan that you didn't get and the thing this does really well is you basically are reading this almost from selena's perspective like it it uses the structure and it uses like how well she's written enough to like keep you kind of at the same step as her as it's going along like you see the move she's gonna make about as she's going to make it so that reveal at the is really just a okay the couple of things that you didn't see directly how did they happen behind the scenes kind of kind of deal but it's, it's kind of the reveal of the magician's trick yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. satisfying yep and you know what i really like this detective hadley character i hope he comes back yeah yeah he is the um uh kind of the jim gordon or detective bullock of the where's she at santa prisca no uh no uh, where's she, where's she at i can't remember yeah where I, whatever city that she's taking up residence in i can't remember at the moment but yeah he is is, he is a detective in that police force. Where to something. Okay, yeah. I think. Um, also, I, I still am not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that the variant for this one got printed upside down. <laughs> uh, yes, it did, by the way. Okay. I mean, kind, kind of. Well, I was on the fence, and then I saw that the signature is upside down. <laughs> right. But it's also and... on the painting that's in it, so like it could have been right, a gag. Yeah. Well, and the painting is upside down. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's supposed to be upside down in this, yes. Okay. Yeah. And I can see why they did it, because if you turn it upside down, like, suddenly the focus is on her butt, and I get not wanting to do that. I mean, you act like the focus isn't on her butt when it's right side up, because... <laughs> I mean, it is it is prominently displayed regardless of the orientation, sir. Yeah, you can't help that. But it's not at the top of the page, which is okay, the first good. place the eye goes in comic book. Okay, that's fair. Reading in general, um, it's not framed by the title. Th- that is true. Yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. Um, I just I think it's funny upside down cover. That was all. Superman number nine. I caught up on this, so Brian said, "Let's talk about it." Yeah, what'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. I had, I just, I need to cut some stuff. That's all. And I'm like, this Bendis stuff is really good. It's good enough that a, I don't have to worry about sales numbers hurting it and it ending early. Right. And b, I know I'll want the trades anyway. So I'm like, that's an easy thing to cut. And then they announced the Leviathan event. 
relevant, and I saw some of the stuff that was going on in this, and basically just gave up and put it in action back in my pull list. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah. Where I it's, had dropped it's... off was like the return of Superboy and him being 17, and this is kind of the how, and I really enjoy him telling the how. Yeah, he is, basically this arc is him telling his story of what happened to him in space and how he became 17. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, it's time past is the answer, and that's what makes it work. It's not like, it's not as Lois asks in an earlier issue, is this superhero stuff? Is this Kryptonian right. stuff? No, no, it's actually science stuff in that he, they were close to a black hole and time passed yeah. differently. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, the, you know what I am inevitably waiting for though? Like, we, we, you know what the ultimate moment is going to be, right? When he goes back and is now older than Damien and meets him again. Yes. <laughs> well, the other thing, and the thing we're going to get to see sooner, because DC dropped their solicitations on Friday. Uh, he's the same age as Supergirl now. Oh, okay. I yeah. did not realize that, but yeah, okay. So we actually get in June that payoff. Like, Supergirl's been off doing her own thing, chasing the Rogelzar stuff. Yeah. And like in June, she comes back and there's like a two-issue crossover between Supergirl and Superman that kind of brings them back together. Oh, I'm going to have to read that. Yeah. This Supergirl run's been really solid, by the way. I, I, you know what? I may have to go back and pick up all of the Supergirl. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, it started off a little, I wasn't sure about, and I don't think it know where it wanted to go. But I think with that Rogelzar stuff, with the Bendis coming on yeah. and that launch, well, I think it probably really picked well, up. Well, and that's where I jumped on that's specifically okay. the, the the two arcs yeah. since then are what i'm talking about um i just i haven't read the stuff before that to know either way okay um but yeah the thing i really like about this arc of superman is it is not just not just john telling the story but it is so much he is the lead character in this book for this arc it is his book right now yeah and that frames lois and clark's reactions to him really well because yeah. it, it, it gives their responses basically a role as punctuation rather than dialogue. Uh, I, I, yeah, I see that. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a rhythm thing. Like You get part of the story, part of the story, and you see him turn to them and say, because he knows them so well, oh, do you need a moment to go hit something now? Yeah, and Superman's like, mm, probably, but let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Lois's reactions are the ones that are killing me, man. Oh my gosh, she is, she is not taking this well, but he is now, you know, just like instantly four years older or yeah. three years older yeah yeah i mean neither of them is they are both mad about yeah right yeah. fair enough but yes yeah her regret is that she was with him and then left so we found out at the very end of the last issue that he basically kind of fell through a wormhole something in space some sort of rift in space and ended up at the feet of the crime syndicate on earth three which cannot be a good thing um and this is the story of what happens to him right after that he ends up at the end of the last issue at the feet of the crime syndicate and this is this issue is the result of what happens from that um but alex you raised a question and it, I, I had the same question and that is i didn't think the crime syndicate was in the state that they're kind of presented here yeah i don't I don't really know what is going on with the crime syndicate in this book and this is I don't know. Rebirth has changed some timeline I'm, stuff, especially right. as it relates to Superman. There are certainly things that, if we have taken them back to status quo, are going to feel just a little left up in the air. Like, was, well, I'm trying to think, was it Forever Evil? Was that the name of it? Uh, Forever Evil brought them over in the New 52, and then actually some of them were really involved in Dark Side War. Okay, well, because, like, specifically I'm thinking one of them died, right? Yeah, like, Power Ring died. That's yeah. where Jessica's ring came from. Okay, but Power Ring is here. Power Ring is here. I want to say that Johnny Quick might have also died. Okay. Um, Batman was unaccounted for. One or Superwoman was Owl in. Owlman. Yeah. Sorry, Owlman. Yeah. Yeah. Superwoman was in Argus custody. Okay. After having given birth to, uh, she was pregnant. Did we ever see her give birth? We saw her uh, give birth. Got me. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. She was pregnant with Alex Luther's son. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> 
they are all there when John shows up on Earth. Yes, theory. and my guess is it's just well, you know, it's been a while, and maybe John's isn't going to get back to all of those plot lines because he doesn't have the time anymore. So <laughs> just reset. So ta-da! Crime yeah. Syndicate's on Earth three again. Great. I mean, it <laughs> could also be that wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff that's in the future for Earth three relative to now, and somehow they've gotten from where they're at now to then. Um, yeah, that's true. Like the reality is, I don't have an answer beyond it doesn't match the last status quo for any of them really that i was aware of but the answer is comic books yeah, <laughs> yeah I, there you go. I also don't think it matters like if you're digging this why let that get in the yeah, way yeah that's fair so specifically what happens in this one is uh ultraman takes john like literally fights off kind of the other crime syndicate members and takes john and imprisons him for a while mm-hmm. and um uh basically uses him as his emotional dumping ground <laughs> i guess is the best way to put it um john finds a way to escape and we're left at the end of this one with him confronting superwoman yes which is what the next issue is going to be now remember superwoman is not diana prince no it is lois it lane. is lois lane yes yeah. so it's his mom on this yeah. earth yeah. yeah anyway so that should that should be fun I- I'm glad to be back on Superman. I it's regretted really leaving it because it meant waiting. Yeah. So it's really good. I, yeah. I am. This arc is great. Next week I get to catch up on action too. I'm sure, or All if right. not next week, week after. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Twins number two or. Brian, I can't believe you didn't read this before we recorded. For real? I haven't just time. No, time, time, I know. Time. Yeah, I yeah. know. Time but, makes fools of us all. But <laughs> I I did find the page that you specifically were like, I can't believe you didn't read this because it's so you. I start, I'm like, really? And they're like, just just turn through the book. And I'm, so I start flipping through the book. I'm going to go ahead and take a sip now because yeah, I know the words fine. are coming. And um, literally, I get to the first page with uh, Beast Boy and it's a fucking Hostess Fruit Pie commercial. So. Yep. anyone that knows the rules have a drink <laughs> hostess fruit pies well, you said it twice i have to do it again mm-hmm. mm. yeah it is like i literally like it, it took nothing like it, it was instant it was a visceral gut reaction for me that it was this thing so and this I issue love it already in addition to being about hostess fruit pies Oops. is about the prison industrial complex yep god i love mark russell um a like d-list super villain druncula d-list like i'm thinking like q <laughs> list <laughs> like how far down does the list go because he's there oh, i'm pretty the sure barrels. that the list goes at least to double or triple letters <laughs> There's so many. Brian, there's so, so many. I know, I know. So Dracula, who is sober, gets sent out on a uh, job, and the Wonder Twins intercept him and send him to prison. <laughs> well, they and try to send him to prison. They try. Oh, no, they try to take him to the jail for holding, and they send him to... Well, I guess, okay, it's a it's a private prison. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's a private detention center. A private prison run by Lex Luthor, yep. uh, where they work in a call bank. Yeah. Only they're low on room, so they throw him in the drunk tank. Uh, and the entire thing is like how the system is set up to exploit and over incarcerate people. Yep, yeah, poor Druncula. Poor Druncula. <laughs> he doesn't even he doesn't like that name though. No, but I can't remember what his real name. I is. I can't either. Oh my god! So now I feel I, like I'm part of the problem. I'm just flipping through this book, and like every page I turn to, there is just another something that is just too much for me. Do you know what I'd never want to know though? <laughs> what I Bear- never. I never want to know Baron Nightblood. There we go. I never want to know what the conditions were for Zan to accidentally mist himself in his sleep. Well, you know how those thunderlusts are. That's right. All I know is uh, Zan is looking through an issue of laser eyes. Yes, the laser eyes. And comes across an ad for America's number one pet, failed circus monkey. Yes. (laughs) Hey, Jen. Intelligent, highly trained, flea dipped. (laughs) Overnight delivery. Oh my god. Hey, Jed. Yes. Nocturnal Emistian. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was right there the whole time. And then, yeah. and Damn then, it. Then there's sirloins. Like, a, it's got a, a night helmet. Sirloins steakhouse. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been to a steakhouse that didn't have booze? 
how he find the one that is <laughs> yeah. that is fucking Renaissance themed. Oh yeah, not that doesn't have booze. booze. Yeah. Can yeah. you get alcohol at at medieval times? Yes, you can. Lots of oh, it. Yeah. You oh. can also get thrown oh, out yes. of medieval times after drinking as, lots of their alcohol. And as a matter of fact, they prefer that you arrive about three hours early so you can drink lots of their alcohol. No, <laughs> they yes, want you to because... drink a lot, but not so much that you get crazy. No, I feel like you two have much. had different experiences. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Look, let's just say they don't want you to pet the horse. <laughs> let's they just really. Say... Wait, they wait, really wait. don't want you to pet the when horse. You is, say, that a, is that a euphemism, Jim? <laughs> yes, it's a euphemism for saddle up, grab a lance, and start jousting. I'm not going to say no. It's not that. <laughs> the only time I've been was in like the fifth grade for a school trip, so suffice it to say there was no alcohol for me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait to read this book. Okay, first of all, I love Mark Russell. I, I just his social commentary is like my bag, of, my cup of tea. I don't know what you want. My your bag of cranberries. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say there. My bag of Hostess fruit pies. Damn it. Come on, Brian. Oh, wait. No, it's St. Patty's Day. We're supposed to be, like, celebrating. That's right. Um, But uh, I I cannot wait to read this book. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Did you hear that Second Coming has found a home and is having a second coming? Is it? It will be Ahoy. (gasps) Nice. Yeah. 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 The most obvious answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's, uh, which, uh, if you you don't know, go back and listen to our interview. uh, Mark Russell has friends at Ahoy. So he is, he is definitely helping them out and it sounds like they're more than willing to help him find homes for his yeah. ideas and he's yeah. been doing like cool. shorts in edgar Allan poe for them too he did a follow-up to right. uh the the uh did he the cacao one yeah he did i think the second marquis de cacao yeah marquis de cacao <laughs> Uh, about Frankenberry, I believe. <gasps> nice. <sighs> I might have to put, pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Age of Conan, Belit number one. Say yeet to Belit. <laughs> what? Yeet. No, no. Nope. Okay, I, sorry. You know, I'm not gonna do that. Was it good though, Alex? It was I very enjoyed good. it. So this is, I didn't realize until actually I saw Tini Howard, who, who wrote this, talking about it on Twitter. This is an adaptation of a novel. Yes. So it's kind of like that. Uh, uh, the blue guy from Star Wars, Thrawn, Thrawn. series mm-hmm. we talked about last year. Yep. Um, yeah. But it's solid. It starts when Belit is younger, um, when her father is still alive. Yeah, Spoilers, let me tell you what. That doesn't last the whole time. <laughs> so, the cover, seeing the cover and then opening the book and she's a very small child, you're like, no, why you do that though? Okay, but why did you do that? Well, the cover now is I'm... the version everybody knows and right. she will be there by the time the series is over. Yes. I, I think I think what Jen's saying is it bothers her a little bit. A little bit, uh, yeah. Like I didn't want to be like that. Child's gonna grow up to be so fucking smoking hot, but right now she's a small child. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not funny enough. That's not, not how you want to do that thing. No, <laughs> nope. I think this is that's just called amazing. grooming, and grooming is wrong. Grooming. Yeah. I... Ah, ah. <laughs> No. You okay there, Brian? Nope. I just don't tend to think about comic book characters that way usually. Oh, like it's super no. rare for any fictional character for me to go there with. Alright. But yeah, I can I can see how that would be a problem though, if you're a you know, human who's not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It was good though. I enjoyed it. Was it was very good. Oh, that girl is cold blooded. Could you like I couldn't do that. I well maybe I could do that, but I gotta yeah. check it and see. Hold on. I got um, a fever of hundred and three. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you have a fever? Follow-up uh, question. No one is can the... see the disgust and head shaking, so is just know the... what happened. Is the Sorry. only cure more cowbell? Always. Okay. The cure is always more cowbell. Um, I'm pretty sure this happened after we started the podcast, but you guys have seen, because I think I made you both watch it, you guys have seen the uh, clip from from uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert where uh, he has Allison Janney, he finds out that Allison Jenny likes to use song lyrics as a warm-up exercise and give oh. dramatic mm-hmm. readings. And yes. he does like have him have her do cold blooded as a scene with him. And that is forever <laughs> what that song will make me think of. Y'all know that song is hot blooded, right? Yeah. That's what I meant. I, I, I just I just <laughs> Brian I just went started with it. it. Yes. I went with it. Yeah. I said yes to the bit. 
Yeah, I, I just, I mean, you said cold-blooded, so I had to feed off of that. Yes. That's all I could go yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. And now we've explained the joke, making it funny. That's how you do it. That's what That's... I heard. That's what I heard in comedy Hello? school. That's how you do it. Yeah. There are two ways to make comedy. One is to stop and explain the joke, and the second is to say, no, but. <laughs> no, but. That's not fun. That is, No. <laughs> That's the opposite of fun. That's the opposite. That's, that's of not fun. true. That's not true. No butt can be fun too. <laughs> not if you're shy. Are. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. All right. <laughs> We're done, Alex. Sorry. I was going to throw in a reference to the warty comb jelly, but uh, oh, I'll, uh, I'll leave it alone. Thanks for that. Yes. You made it weird. Um, that is, by the way, that is a reference to the latest episode of Minds at Yerk. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, haven't listened to that, that's a that's a good one technically the, the next a... one based on when these i was so it's yeah. not out yet it is it i had a lot of fun i was uh, they invited me to come on for the crossover episode and i had a lot of fun doing i'm that, glad so. good. You, yeah. you did a good job you were fun to talk to Thank um you. if you've missed animal trivia here it's all gone over there yes yeah so much of it yeah um anything else on bolete uh no so you yes, didn't read this. it why are you answering <laughs> no i'm <laughs> Of course I, you don't have more. You don't, I don't know. Have anything else. <laughs> That's why oh, I asked. So you both enjoyed it? Yes. Ryan just made the no butt thing work. Okay. Oh, he did. Oh, no. There you go. Yes, I enjoyed this. It's okay. very good. Good. And uh, if you, if you, uh, well, it could rip your heart out. We'll just leave it at that. The Amazing Spider-Man, number 17. Dot not H U. <laughs> just, just to get the eye roll from Alex and I win. Yeah. Yes, no. <laughs> He's no, like holding it at the bridge of his nose at this point. I have so won this one yet. I am so happy. Uh, it is Spider-Man number 17. Uh, this is the, the first kind of real issue, I guess, of Hunted. Uh, in Like, this kicks off the actual full storyline. Yeah. Um, and it is mostly um, Felicia, i.e. Felicia Hardy Black Cat, um, mm-hmm. confronting uh, Craven and That's Spider-Man so fighting... Yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> fighting Craven's son, um, who he is not prepared for. No. Well, also, um, Peter feels like shit. Yeah, but, yeah but that's fair. Peter does feel like absolute crap, as we found out last time. Um, but the this ends with essentially a big dome around Central Park with all of these um, superheroes slash supervillains that are animal-themed in the park ready to be hunted. Shocker and Electro must just be hanging out being like, oh, man. Who is the, who is the bunny character? I'm assuming, based on our theme, that she's called the March Hare, but I don't know okay. that. All right. I know that there is an almost identical DC villain who showed up like twice and then stopped showing mm-hmm. up, and I'm guessing this is why. I'm going to Google. Spider-Man, okay. March Hare. And the results say? First result is Black Cat. Mm. White Rabbit. White Rabbit. Okay. okay. That makes sense. White Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. She is... Um... The character has been depicted as an enemy of both Spider-Man and Frogman. Well, there you go. I mean, it, it looks like somebody in cosplay is who she looks like. <laughs> Here are her abilities. Good martial artist. Use of a giant, heavily armed robotic rabbit. Genetically altered killer rabbits. Two modified vehicles. And an umbrella that fires explosive and razor-tipped carrots. <laughs> Flight via rocket boots. So I need so much more of this character. (laughs) All All I can think of is Monty Python and the Holy Grail now. Yeah. She's got these giant teeth in them. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the secret to her defeat is just a holy hand grenade. <laughs> of Antioch, yes, of course. I just uh, oh. sent you both a picture of her riding her <laughs> robotic bunny. I mean, basically, it's like someone said, what if we take 1990s penguin, but rabbits? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. Wow. See also- oh my god, she looks far more demented in this one <laughs> than she does in the Superman the spider-man that came out this week or the superman that came out this week yeah or, or that no she uh, like seriously in the superman this week she looks like a character in cosplay is who she looks like yeah. um we also have in this to build a sense of foreboding repeated the idea that speed that peter that speederman <laughs> oh my god i so want that character now speederman that spider-man or peter uh his brother racer y <laughs> Why? Because we like you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor He's Alex. Mouth-themed. So 
sometimes when Alex makes a joke, even he knows, even he knows, and the face he makes is just so defeated. Well, it's like... I love I it. Have, it's like, it's, it's, the face is like, I know it's bad, but I have it's, to make it. It's there, and <laughs> it, to be fair, I, it must be said. This one was specifically, sometimes Alex knows that his jokes are bending towards a demographic that might be described as Brian's parents. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Love it. Yeah. Um, anyway, sense of foreboding. Repeated idea that he will lose someone. And then we see him having fever, hallucinations, or maybe visions of the future right. of a dead Mary Jane. Yeah. And I must say this. Oh my God. I'm not like team Mary Jane. I'm not anti-Mary Jane. I just, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think I said a while back, it kind of feels like a step back. But I get that like what Spencer is trying to do is sort of ground everything in the familiar and go from there. So that's fine. That's cool. That's, you know, structural. I have no problem with that. Yep. But if he's doing that just to kill her off, I will be pissed. I am not happy about that thought. And I yeah. don't think that that's what's going to happen. It feels too cheap, too easy, too forced if that's what happens. Yeah. Right. But that also makes me just, like, not wild about, well, he's not going to be happy about the idea of anyone dying. Craven's already got Felicia and Billy Connors. Like, uh, why does this need to happen to raise the stakes that's my one thing that i kind of bumped into here and i don't want to be super negative about it because i dug the issue but like that that did stick out to me and i think it's worth mentioning that i don't know where that's going i don't take it at face value um but i question whether or not and i hope to be wrong but i question whether or not it's gonna be necessary going forward it's gonna be hard to earn i did Mm -hmm. have the same thought in that it almost feels like it would be more effective for him to have had that vision about felicia Mm -hmm. right and even though he He's not, you know, that's not currently the love of his life and he's not in that relationship right now. Clearly, he still cares very much about her and what happens to her. So that threat and that premonition, that ominous dread or whatever would still be there. And the fact that he knows she is kidnapped by Craven would make it that much worse, right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It seems like a strange inclusion, so. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, hey, Jen. Hey. How did you like The Magnificent Miss Marvel? It was so good. I loved this so much. And it's weird. It gets weird, and I don't know what's coming next. I like how there were, like, this was like a glimpse into stuff that I'm not familiar with. Not in that Miss Marvel I'm not familiar with, but this was very rooted in culture. Well, and that's what I think this issue does super well. So, G. Willow Wilson's run is Mm -hmm. very much about the culture and the family and the cultural dynamics. And this keeps that. Yes. And I think that is super important to the character's solo book. Yeah. Where it differentiates itself and says, I'm not going to try to be the same thing as the scope of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because we've got some body snatcher stuff going on. And if you read solicitations going forward, like, there's weird alien abduction stuff happening. Yeah. Um. So it's not just, like, some twist that the first page of the next issue is going to show otherwise. Like, that's what this arc is. Right. Um. But yeah, it still has that grounding. And I love that grounding in it. It's so good. It's really wonderful. And how did, uh... I thought the recapping was done really well and without beating over the head as someone who read it has read most of the previous run yeah i've read a a little bit now but not a whole hell of a lot so this was a good refresher cool yeah it it, it did not feel like your typical let me catch you up to speed yeah it just felt like she and her friend were talking It, it was good yeah um and that's like that's the so so talking about I guess what goes on in here that's the beginning of this book as she and her friend are sitting down and talking and somehow she's never told her friend where her powers came from which actually makes mm-hmm. sense like that didn't ever actually happen um so she's telling her the story and they're kind of joking about yeah this was back when we hated such and such or whatever yeah I can't believe I saved her but I'm glad I did uh, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing heavily uh, and then like she goes home and finds out that her mother has told her father that she is yes. Miss Marvel oh yeah and I love the whole thing being framed by this culture and the stars somewhere however many years from now that sort of kind of worships her not necessarily as a deity but as deity light (laughs) yes like the way that the way that we would tell stories about like greek mythology in school or whatever right or saints or whatever yeah yeah uh i i can't wait to read more of this yes what about Tony Stark Iron Man number nine? Oh, I got caught up. I think I left off at like issue four. So I read five issues of this book. Oh, you got a good chunk. Oh yeah, it was such a good chunk. It is a good chunk to read together. I bet. Yeah. I am I really love I really love Machine Man. <laughs> He's so good in this. And I love He's such an asshole and I hate him so much, but I kind of like hating him. 
I love that just across the board, Marvel editorial is continuing with letting the, and we say this every time, letting the next wave characters have the skull and crossbones curses. Yes. Because other people curse in this issue and they get, you know, number row, you know, hashtag at dollar sign exclamation point. Right. But it happens here. It happens with Boom Boom and X-Force. It happens with others. Like, those characters always get skull and crossbones now. And it makes me just so happy. Look, if you haven't listened, if you haven't read Next Wave and you're listening, go do that. You can go back to, do you remember which live show it was last year? Was it the Momocon live show I made you guys read that? Yeah, I think so. No, Maybe. It should be in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it was the Atlantic Comic Con. It might have been. Yeah. But uh, go back. One of, one of those two. One of those two. If you're curious, go back and listen to that one. Uh, but just go by the book and read it. It's very good. It's very um, good. Anyway, it was very good. Yeah. Tony Stark, Iron Man. What's going on here, Jen? Everyone is still stuck in the Eastgate. Um, Jocasta and everybody's trying to figure out how to get them out. And we finally have the, well, like, we know who the mole is, but, but now people in story know who the mole is. Yeah. Which I feel like could have been a bigger moment. Yeah. Like it was, good but i was like okay this is the kind of thing with slot where i feel like this is gonna be a fallout thing once the yeah, dust clears yeah it's gotta be yeah yeah chestnut checkers mm, yes to use the Lin-Manuel Miranda line. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I love this. I love this so much. And I still just, poor, poor, what's Andy? Poor Andy. Andy poor just Andy. keeps getting the short end of the stick every time he shows up. Poor Andy. Uncanny X. He's so oh. good, though. Yes, he is. I like him a lot. Anything else? No, I don't guess so. Okay. Uncanny X-Men, Winter's End, number one. The capstone issue to Cena Grace's Iceman run. Yes. I read this without reading any of the others. <laughs> How'd that go? I'm curious. You know what? Not bad. Yeah. There were moments where I was like, okay, I've clearly missed something. <laughs> but then it would kind of tell me yeah. what I missed. So it was good. Yeah. Anytime we get Ice Wizard or really any of those <laughs> Ice awful Wizard. alternate future Bendis oh, X-Men. I love them all so much. Dark Beast and Ice Wizard and Evil Jean Grey Zorn and all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It was just so good seeing Bobby go, hey, can you guys shut the fuck up for two seconds i'm gonna live my life okay bye yeah. thanks oh it was so good yelling at gene and yelling at oh, his future self yes and gene's like sitting there like yeah he's gonna take my side and he's like no you know what nobody's gonna say this to you but future or present right now me i'm saying this to you you're a bitch <laughs> you did a bitch thing you bitch and if i can forgive her and I can forgive everyone else. Damn it, I guess I've got to forgive myself. Right. It was very good. And then he and Gandalf himself went to his birthday party. That's right. Oh my gosh. I love that he didn't even know that it was his birthday. He's like, wait, what? Oh, you can yeah. travel through time and you don't know your own birthday? Yeah. It's, that's got to get confusing, though. I mean, <laughs> okay, tell me when King the Conqueror's birthday is. No. Whenever he wants. Well, here's that's actually a trick question. He has one every day because he spaces out his alternate identities and reincarnations exactly. to be. Yeah. Yep. Every day is your birthday when you are King the Conqueror. Except for one, there's one day. There's one day he hasn't gotten yet. That's his unbirthday. Yeah. I'm leaving in everybody all else, that silence. Everybody else has one birthday a year. He has one day that's not his birthday every year. And that's the day he'll die. Uh. Oh no, then I remembered another book and got sad. Uh-oh. Oh no. And then Damn I remembered it. your comment about Wishbone earlier and got so sad. Oh no. Oh no. What, what book made you sad, Alex? Exiles. Oh no. Oh. Yeah, poor Iron Lad. Yeah. Oh, oh right, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. now now I see the tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love this. This was very good. I am sad that this is evidently the end of Cena Grace doing X-Men, but I'm sure he'll do more cool things going forward. Um, and at the end of this, spoilers, this is the biggest spoiler we've said all episode, Bobby begins to grow a beard. <laughs> Whatever, I can shave it whenever I want. It's fine. It's only been a day and the stubble's already driving me insane. (laughs) Oh, so he's growing a beard. Brian, Mm -hmm. Age of X-Men, Apocalypse and the X-Tracks, number one. (laughs) Also known as X-Men Hippies, yes. Um, This is everything I hoped it would be. Um, So thirsty. Oh, (laughs) 
so thirsty. As a matter of fact, my quote of the week is from this. Brian's quote of the week. Thirsty. <laughs> so Kitty is out on a mission with iBoy, and um, she um, she says something about um, she comes out and like kind of has a flashback or something, and he kisses her, and she's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And he's like, oh, sorry, I thought we were breaking all the rules, showing all the X-Men are wrong. thought this was the whole point. The code name's Vincerection, Risking Our Lives. She's like, it is the point, Trevor. Just because we, sh- I believe we should be able to, doesn't mean we have to, at every given opportunity, like desperate animals, you know? And so, like, it goes a page or two, and he apologizes, and she's like, yeah, no, it's okay. You're not wrong. It's just new for all of us, and I just want to make sure we get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, all of the authors, except for the main line, are just to write, trying to write these characters bone each other. <laughs> yes. So, I have an important question. Yes. This is ostensibly a perfect future, a perfect reality for the X-Men. Jubilee is in this one, right? Uh, I We did not see Jubilee in this one. So we don't know if she is a vampire as she should be. <gasps> we don't know if she is a vampire. That is correct. Okay. Um, dun, dun, dun. No, but um, this one is, if you're reading these, this is the only one I would say that you need to read along with uh, Marvelous X-Men, which is kind of the main team line. Um, this one ha- definitely happens, but right before Marvelous X-Men number two. Speaking of Marvelous X-Men number two. Yeah. Speak of Marvelous X-Men number two. Oh, right, yeah. So, um, uh, in the last one, we kind of got the, the ints, the... The ints showed in. up? The tree people no, no, no. from Lord of the Rings? No, no, oh, no. snap. The introduction of, like, uh, the flyers that there was going to be this big meeting in Central Park. Well, this is Apocalypse having that rally uh, of, you know, free love, and we, we knew to express each other, and he, like, kisses his son Genesis on the forehead, and, like, everybody, like, freaks out about it, and so it is the big reaction to all of that and very clearly although X-Man has tried to suppress all of this stuff uh, feelings and connections and all of that in this new world it's clearly not holding like literally everybody is having flashback and everyone is having feelings and etc so it's just fun cool yeah I like it all right is it except for Peter because he's an asshole it's true I can't argue with that <laughs> yeah it's time for is it still good Ooh. Brian, animosity yes. number 19. Is it still good? Uh yeah, this is the fallout of um the the fallout of what happens after Jesse is released from the encampment. And I I'm going to break form for just super quick here. There's a really cool mirror between the animals talking about how they were treated before their awakening and how humans can treat each other. Cool. It was very cool. Uh, uh, speaking of people named Jesse being released, the mm-hmm. Flash number 66 is the secret history of James Jesse, the trickster. Hawkman number 10, Brian. Jess, Jesse's story be sad. Um, I'm sorry, that was that was coming on the last one. Uh, Hawkman number 10. Mm-hmm. Carter Hall figures out that the answer to fighting the Deathbringers was inside him all along. Oh my, you don't say. Thanks, Shyara. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if that wasn't a leading one. (laughs) Justice League Dark, number nine, number nine number nine um, that's you brian yeah i know i'm thinking of how to phrase it and um oh god i so wish i thought ahead for this one so i could rhyme it um etrigan's in the issue it, he is um that doesn't actually make it better for jim no it doesn't okay i'm not gonna rhyme it because god i wish i had planned ahead so i could but <laughs> right not jason, gonna rhyme it because he's not clever enough to <laughs> jason jason blood and etrigan get separated and yeah rhyme was separated do it do it and then etrigan Etrigan gets killed. Oh, shit. Yeah. Jason and Etrigan are split in twain, and then Etrigan is not seen again. Uh, Supergirl, number 28. Damn you, Alex. Uh, Kara fights the clones of Kara and has just a great time. It's pretty bad, actually, for her. But it's a great issue. Brian, (laughs) Titans, number 35. Um, Raven is beside herself in trying to deal with her alternate self. Little Bird, number one. This is a gorgeous book and worth it for the art alone. Outer Darkness, number five. 
five. Uh, the crew is marooned on basically Hoth, and all the shit that can go sideways goes sideways. Like a story, Sideway- like a story from the Wayside School. Sideways is in this book? <laughs> no, Brian. Sideways is not in anything now. They canceled it. Thanks for rubbing it in. Aww. Rat Queens number fifteen, Brian. Uh, this is the last issue uh, that Curtis Weeb is writing before the new creative team takes over, and. They defeat their current foes, and um, Violet and Orc Dave get married. As Guardians of the Galaxy number seven, Jen. We get the best Throg moment yet, and the saddest Loki moment in a while. Oh, brother. Uh, Avengers No Road Home number five, Brian. Uh, I'm still shaking my head over your last comment. I'm sorry. Um, The team figures out how to reverse the tables on Nyx and her progeny. As a quick aside, did you notice the to be continued uh, text on the last page? Now you've got me curious. I I don't know if I did or not because I read this one early. To be Conan-tenued. Oh, yes. Yes, it did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although, yeah, like Scarlet Witch just being held by Conan in his arms is like, oh my, that's a scene. Conan the Smooth Boy? Conan the Smooth Boy. Boy. Runaways, number 19, Brian. Alex and I had a correct prediction, um, and mm, we see just how fickle the preteen mind can be. As it turns out, you can't go home again. Shuri, number six. Shuri meets Not Miles. Not without some explosions. <laughs> and Miles meets Shuri. And they fight people together. It's great. Vita Ayala is filling in for two issues here. Read it. Uh, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number six, Brian. Um, Gwen, Gwen has Betty open a website for her to advertise her new business of helping people out and has the best conversation with her dad. Livewire number four. Uh, Livewire accepts responsibility for the things she has done and is ready to move on and be a hero again. It's the end of the first arc. So when that trade comes out, you better get it. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Woohoo! Um, and most of Jin's and my lists are the same. <laughs> Go figure. Invisible Kingdom number one. Yeah, this is G. Willow Wilson writing and Christian Ward on art. So that was like, no duh. Yeah. It occurred to me, like just now, as I realized one of us has to talk about this. I cannot tell you what the fuck this book is about. Oh, I'm Is this not, is this not, wasn't Invisible Kingdom already a book? It was announced a while back. Like, no, I thought, what am I thinking of? What, isn't there an invisible something that's, like you read it as a trade, I thought, Alex. Uh, I've read a lot of of things as trades. I know. Are you like, I thought there was, isn't there an invisible something? I thought it was Invisible Kingdom. Maybe yeah, not. Let me open the database and search on the word invisible and see what comes up. Yes, do that. Is it Invisible Republic? No, maybe that was it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> invisible yeah. Society? Invisible Republic. That's the uh, Gabriel Hardman, Karina Bechko book. Okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. That's okay. like a cool right. sci-fi noir mystery thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, this one is a space opera. Yeah? Yeah. It's a like a, a world that's run by religion and mega corporations and two people on either side of that trying to so is it outrun them. well <laughs> it's science yes, fact yes in that it hasn't happened yet <laughs> it, it, might science... be, it might be science prophecy it's science yeah. fiction like things Mark Russell writes are parody for about <laughs> two weeks <laughs> there we go alright that I can buy into yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean I tell you what some of the books he writes I go back and read them I'm like this feels tame now and it did it three years ago yeah nope. I'm looking at yeah. you Prez <laughs> um yeah I'm I'm stoked for Invisible Kingdom uh Brian yes. mm-hmm. West Coast Avengers number nine um I am promoting this every time it comes up and is for sale because I want everyone that hears my voice to go buy this so that this series will continue because I need it in my life it's so so good especially the trades go by the trades that will help save it yeah please go buy the trades like if you just enjoy reading comic books you will love the it, it, it's it's pure fun humor go get it hey hey do you want jeff the land shark to die you monster <gasps> oh 
Oh, then you'd better no. read it. If you kill Jeff the Land Shark, I will be personally offended and dislike you forever. It'll be the weirdest John Wick, but it'll happen. Yeah. My daughter, my daughter, I showed it to my daughter and she was like, can we get one somehow? <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a friend to knit me one. <laughs> Buy, a Jeff the Land Shark. <gasps> Buy a yes. pair of shark costumes and just always make your dogs wear them. Yup. <laughs> Rusty the Land Shark. <laughs> really, it'd be Duncan that's the Land yeah, Shark. Yeah, well, you're right. It would be Duncan. Rusty will be a little hammerhead and Duncan can be like a killer whale. Oh my god! That's so cute. I almost just shouted TM, TM, TM at you as though I can trademark your dogs. (laughs) I mean, you could try. Have we mentioned yet that we're recording this late on a Sunday night? With alcohol, yes. <laughs> oh, because we don't normally do that. Right? No. Yeah, well, fair enough. Spider-Man, <sighs> life story, or Chip Zdarsky makes us cry more. Yeah, no, that's pretty much all you have to say about that one. Yeah. It's Chip, so we're gonna get it. Remember when Chip being out of book, but, well, this is gonna be funny. and Yeah, and now it's like, oh, this is mm. gonna hurt me, and also make like, me smile. Now it's like, this is gonna be bittersweet, and kill me. Yeah. But in a good way, that reminds me I'm alive. <laughs> so, so, Chip is gonna hurt us, and we're gonna like it yeah yeah huh yeah that's the chip zadarsky promise the best crying you've ever had i don't know uh brian mm-hmm. teen titans number 28 ah the opening of the terminus agenda this is the teen titans deathstroke crossover um and robin has it in his head that it is time to bring down and end deathstroke once and for all and i can't imagine that goes well hey here's a psa yeah uh maybe don't read the solicitation copy for this book or for Deathstroke in June. Oh, well, there you go. Because it'll tell you how this goes down. Let's not do that then. Yep. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Seven to Eternity, Volume 3. We don't talk about this book enough. No, we don't. Actually, you know what? We could talk about it some next week. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, So we'll mention it now. Next week, we're all going to be out of town over the weekend, so we're going to record early and talk about some trades. Uh, Two weeks, right? Two weeks? Okay, two two weeks. weeks. Well, we're recording sometime in the next week. Two weeks from now. Episode 153. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't have my calendar open. Uh, Nope. Okay. Just just so we're not confused, folks. No, yeah. Well, I was confused. No one else was. It was me. It me. <laughs> confusion. Um, also, I'm recording this after editing an episode of Minds at Yerk. Ah. Yeah. Um... Jen. Yes. Dark Red, number one. Yeah, so this is another uh, book about vampires and rednecks. So, of course I was in. Written by Tim Seeley. There you go. Got me there. Uh, And it looks like it's going to be a book that gives me a lot of anxiety because it seems to be more about um, people in MAGA hats than anything else. Oh, no. Nope. I'm out. Yeah. Done. (laughs) But then also, weird vampire shit happens. So hopefully they just kill them all. I don't know. Yeah. In the book, in the book let's be fiction in fiction and finally (laughs) finally because we've got to end on something i don't know less existentially without maga hats i was gonna say less existentially (laughs) depressing and more thirsty oh yes let's do that volume six of sunstone yes that's about as thirsty as you can get yeah yeah Yeah, this is good this is volume six of sunstone um but it is the beginning of like a new couple's story you still have uh uh ally and and help i've been too long since i read the first one um i can't remember but i know i i I have been pictured in my brain right now that doesn't help in the audience or you so i don't know it doesn't (laughs) uh it stalls for time while i google lisa okay ally and lisa there you go yeah um they're still around and they still show up in this story uh but this is moving on to another pair of characters who we met in sunstone and kind of telling their story of how sort of they got to the point where they met each other and then eventually we'll see how they met each other we're still in that leading up to how they got to the point where they met each other um i can tell you it's fun because like this gets published like he publishes this all online for free stepan shayek does uh before the trade comes out so i've read it it's good i will grab the trade and i recommend you yeah. do the same yeah the, yeah um just for the artwork alone stepan shayek is just ridiculous yeah. I, yeah one of my one of my favorite artists he's so good yep yeah um and if you don't know, like, when I say this gets thirsty, this is a book about, like, couples and BDSM relationships. Yeah. yeah. There are kibbles and bits. Like, it's... It's, it's intentionally thirsty. Yes. We're not applying yeah. thirstiness to yeah. it. Correct. Well, no, I'm more giving <laughs> how, how, out... I'm more giving out... This is not, like, 
Buffy books where people kind of throw glances around. This is there is Dick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. There are characters. Yeah. Yeah, this is who not have safe sex. to read on the train at yeah. work. This is sex criminals. This is this yeah. is a European is... relationship comic. Yeah. 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 And it's so to good. be to be fair though, it is not. It, it's it is far more about the relationships yes. than anything else. Look, yeah. It's a relationship yeah. book. Book not like yeah. porn. Correct. I was watching. That was, my, that was yeah. where I was going. Yeah. I was watching Stepan Shake. Occasionally he'll like live stream warm up sketches. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone asked him about being mistaken for porn. He's like, no, I don't worry about it. When I do porn, they'll know it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, yeah. My favorite, my favorite are just the random like one panels that he does of two characters. And like, if I wrote a book about these two characters together, this would be a panel in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Gail Simone egged him yeah. on to do like a whole almost issue worth of little scenes between uh uh Lara Croft and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that's that's the that's exactly the mm-hmm. two I was gonna mention. Yes. And they are whole they are great. Yeah. I saw a link earlier to a TikTok video of someone like cosplaying and role playing the two of them. Oh <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're at the point on a Sunday night where TikTok enters the conversation, so it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Alon Z. We'd like to thank <laughs> Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Hey, watch this. I updated the outro notes because I had time today. <gasps> We're available wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at panelologypodcast.com. If you want to help us out, share us with a friend, rate and review us, or if you're feeling financially generous, support us on Patreon. You guys ready for the new bit? There's a new bit here. Yes, sure. yeah. New bit, new bit. If you would like Panelology merch, direct <laughs> your browser to bit.ly slash merch. That's with a capital P and a capital M in Panelology merch. It is case sensitive. <laughs> and you can get basically anything that uh, 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 Public will sell you with our logo on it. There will be yes. more stuff at some point in the future. Indeed. Uh, do, we, do we have a link off our main website already, Alex? Shut up. If not, can you add that this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my to-do list. That Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I can tell you yeah. now, more people will hear this than will go to our website. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Um, that's not wrong. Yeah. true. I see the numbers for both. <laughs> if you want more of Jen and me or Brian and me, but not all three of us at once because life. Because <laughs> that, that's so rare and infrequent, yes. <laughs> then you can listen to Minds at Yerk, the Animorphs reread podcast that we talked about earlier that Brian will be on if you're listening to this on the Monday it comes out, tomorrow's episode of. If you're listening to it at some point in the future, book 17, The Underground. It's the yeah. book about oatmeal addiction. Yes. That's right. Maple and ginger, baby. Baby, can't live without it. <laughs> I can live without the maple. I'm Alex. If you want to hear more of me. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did a thing this week. <laughs> I did do a thing this week. If you want to hear more of me and me talking about how much I fucking loved Captain Marvel. Excuse me. Uh, go over. Headphones? No, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Go over to uh, Breaking the Panel. Go, go check those guys out and watch their their Captain Marvel review on Twitch or listen to it on your podcatcher. Yeah, do it. It's fun. They're goof 'em ups. Yeah. I love those guys. As soon as as soon as I see Captain Marvel, I will find yes. it myself. Yes. Oof. Damn it. Yes. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Go read comics.